Hey there, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Cowl Fans, the casual fans' home for Overwatch League news. We're here today with Alonzo LP Benevente. What's up, guys? It's your boy LP. Um, he is the president of the Chaos Crew. Am I saying is that right? Yeah, you can say founder, president. <laughs> Such a crazy like legal terms, man, nowadays. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. Um, and uh, as always, I'm Alurimore, your host, and we're here with Howler, our analyst. Say hi, Howler. As always. Hey, guys. We're back. Yeah. It's a little bit of a different recording setup today because LP couldn't come down to the studio with Brandon, so... <laughs> it's a bit of a drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're like two hours away, so it's, it's kind yeah. of, you know, it's a bit of a drive. <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> All right, so, um... I guess we're just going to jump right into this. Sounds good to me. All right. Um, get on my... I'm a little junked up here, aren't I? For people who aren't familiar with you, LP, could you uh, sort of briefly describe your role in the Mayhem and the Chaos crew? Sure thing. So for the Florida Mayhem, I'm the events manager with the team. Uh, sometimes I do a little bit of operations here with Misfits Gaming on events as well. Um, you know, Misfits Gaming being the parent company of Florida Mayhem, operated by uh, Ben Spoons and John Crackham is the president. Uh, really awesome guys. But they brought me along after realizing that I do a lot of events for the team uh, with the Chaos Crew. So if you're not familiar with what the Chaos Crew is, the Chaos Crew is the supporters crew for the Florida Mayhem. Uh, we are kind of more like an events team and community squad uh, registered under like an LLC. So the Chaos Crew is like an LLC registered under my name and address. Um, how the Chaos Crew came to be was that, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Chan Man V. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I met him a while back at a watch party in West Palm Beach. Um, you know, I had, this is crazy, but when, as soon as Florida Mayhem was announced, I kind of created an Instagram fan page to just kind of deliver daily news on the on the mm -hmm. team. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really mm -hmm. think much of it. I would just I thought it was kind of just like a passion project, kind of like fun thing right. to do. Um, but it ended up being it ended up being a lot more right at the time. We had various names um, that like, OK, so give you guys like the first iteration of what the chaos okay. was called. It was it was Napalm Nation. <laughs> <laughs> but that could come off as a little bit, you know, antagonizing. Yeah. <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> so we had to rebrand and change the complete, like, you know, like the name and, and you know, what it would. Yeah, because Napalm Nation can be a little offensive, but. Yeah. Um, Especially with like a bomb as your logo. And everything. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to <laughs> offend anybody. We're not here to do that. So, <sighs> you know, I, I went to the first watch party at West Palm Beach and I ended up meeting Chan Man V there. Um, I, you know, got, got in touch with him and I was like, hey, look, how can we do more of these? Do you think Mayhem would be cool if we hosted more events on their behalf? Right. And sure enough, he's like, yep, let's, you know, go ahead and start looking up venues and try to host an event. And I'm like, all right, let's let's get it done. And, um, you know, hosted an event at in my first event was in Orlando at a venue called the Oblivion Tap Room. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that, I, you know, I didn't know how big this was going to be. 
Mm-hmm. But Oblivion Taproom hadn't seen business like this in a long time. <laughs> but they had two servers that night for like a room of a hundred and like eighty people. So oh it was pretty wow. yeah, it was it was pretty insane. But you know, thankfully we've got a got a lot of support from the team themselves and you know they've been super supportive of what the Chaos crew has been doing. And you know, along the way you've met some awesome people. Mm-hmm. So, so that event in Orlando would have been the first like official Chaos Crew event. Because the first one with Chen Man B was just kind of like his own thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, exactly. And nice. after you know Chen Man V and I got together, we he I was like you know let's let's keep doing more and more, and then he's like wait hold up hold up, all right you need to register this as an LLC, and I'm like <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, it's like a li- limited liability, you know, like you right. don't want people to go after your personal assets in case anything any negligence mm. or anything happens, you know. That's so right. Like, I had yeah. to do, do the old uh, LLC thing, so yeah. that's why I'm here today. Well, uh, you kind of got into our next question. We were going to ask how you initially got involved in the inaugural season, but that was that. Um, what exactly? <laughs> what What exactly is your is your role right now, though? So, as sort of the the the, the head of this, what is it that mm-hmm. you do on the day to day to support the Chaos Crew right now? So with with regards to the Chaos Crew, we are, you know, a planning team. So we are kind of a little bit behind the scenes of what's going on in the mayhem. Like, we don't know everything, you know. Even I don't know everything that goes on, like, competitive decisions. I'm just more focused on how to make a good event happen, where to host the event, contacting venues, partners, and seeing if we can get their support to, you know, sponsor with with an event and um, help us out any way they can with giveaways and stuff like that. But, um... With the Chaos Crew, we're more like, you know, like I said, a planning team, and we make sure that every little, you know, thing that we Mayhem's doing, we can kind of, like, pick up and, you know, give it the best um, the best look or the best, um, right. you know, the best guest experience while we're there. Also, they help with setup, and, you know, it's, it's a great little squad we got going on, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Haller, you got your next questions? Yeah, so I just wanted to know a little bit, because now we kind of covered like how you got involved with the Chaos Crew, but like you said, you started this Instagram page for the Florida Mayhem when they got announced. How did you first like get into esports? Was Overwatch your kind of initiation into this, or did you follow esports before this? Uh, I would say that Overwatch was my first. In, yeah, it was my first okay. esports, actually. I wasn't a big uh, esports. I didn't really know what esports was before Overwatch. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat there. So, so that's cool. So, why? What was it about Overwatch that drew you in then? Um, you know, initially got to be the characters. I think that the play right. styles and the heroes is just something that you don't really see in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, it's you know, so true. So you kind of build it. You know, you build a, a bond and relationship with the characters, and it yeah. just really makes it so fun, so much fun to play, especially when you have friends as well that like really are into the game. Hmm. Definitely, but I know like a lot of my friends who are into the game. I remember like a lot more can speak to it. Even after getting them into the game, like I was always the one trying to get my friends. Okay, now we're gonna take that next step, and you're gonna start watching like competitive matches with me. Um, that was something I pushed for, and now like a lot of my friends watch Overwatch League, or before that I got them in with like the World Cup. Learn more, I got into Apex. So like, what made you make that jump from just being someone who plays the game like 20 million people are, and being one of the probably like three to five million that are like, okay, I'm like kind of following the competitive scene. I would say that once Florida as the 
Florida Mayhem was announced as a team, I was just right. like on board. I was, <laughs> so it know, was right I, at the start of Owl. You didn't really follow like kind of like the build up or anything like that. I, I did follow the World Cup. I the first World okay. Cup in right. twenty was it twenty sixteen or twenty oh my god twenty sixteen. I definitely remember that one of the the first things was that when we started kind of like formulating things like um, you know like when they started building the, the Overwatch League, uh, I was just super excited to be you know one of the one of the one of the first people to jump on something like a fan club right so right giving you know more of a community feel mm-hmm. to the you know to the to the whole entire like operations I, I just thought it could be something that would be really cool and unique yeah and that's pretty intense so you went from like basically just being a player of the game to having this team get announced and jumping right into it and then boom before you know it probably like what Five, four or five months later, you're hosting an event for a couple hundred people in Orlando? Well, l- let me be clear with you guys first. <laughs> I, this is being recorded on an iMac, all right? And I am <laughs> actually a console player, right? I'm a PS4 player. A lot of people Whoa. are like, Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, right. that's, a, that's a, yeah. That's a wild ride, though. Yeah, so, have you. Did you do like any kind of like event managing or anything like what you're doing now in the Chaos Crew before you joined? Um, as far as event managing, I was kind of like so I was in a band um for eight okay. years with with a group of with a group of my friends and we made some really cool music, nice. but uh you know no no self no shameless plug in, in putting Planet Abyss out there, um but <laughs> we we would um you know we would go to gigs and the guy that was hosting or the guy that the, that I got the guy that I would contact. Well, actually, I was the guy that would contact the the, um, the venues, so I was kind of like the you know uh, the gig planner. Right. Yeah. So, so you had kind of you've 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 at least done this before, before, right? Like you have some experience in it, so it probably wasn't too far in making the jump into doing what what you're doing with the chaos crew. Exactly, and when Chan Man V said, "Here's a spreadsheet." and write down venues, managers, right. and contact information, I was like. I've never been. I've never dabbled in spreadsheets. I've never made cold calls like this, but I guess I'm about to learn today. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he had a lot of good guidance as well. Yeah, he was a big help. He's no longer with the crew, um, but he's still a big part of like who you know developed me, and he's still a, a big mentor yeah. to today. Mm. That's awesome. Right. So. Uh, All right. You want to you wanna take this? Or you yeah, wanna get I'll go ahead and take over here. All so right. I wanted to do just kind of shift our focus to the mayhem for a little bit. Um, I wanted to, because we're now halfway through the 2019 season, right? Um, not including stage, or the playoffs and everything like that. But as far as the regular season goes, we are officially halfway through. So I wanted to take a look back at just kind of the journey of the mayhem um, this first half of the season, just kind of get our thoughts, um, what we thought back then, um, and just, and then later in the show, we'll go ahead and look kind of towards the future, what we're hoping for, what we're excited about, and all that good stuff. Um, so let's just kind of get our thoughts. So season one goes through, um, we end up being 11th. And so as a result, naturally, there's going to be some sweeping changes, right? So a lot of the roster gets reworked. Um, the only three initial members that get kept are Tuvik, Saya player, and Awesome Guy. Um, and then it's just another few months of waiting to find out who's going to be next. So 
what were kind of the initial thoughts? Because I know there are a lot of mixed opinions, a lot of strong opinions coming out um, when you saw, when people saw like the majority of the roster and this like misfits roster that it was before that um, and this largely like Swedish roster um, being dropped. What, what were kind of the first, do you, if you remember those, those first thoughts you had as this kind of came through? Um, I, you know what? I got to say that those actually I have a poster of them in the back. If you, if you, right. can see yeah, it. I have the same one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So when we had season one mayhem, I, those guys were so lovable. Like I remember, yeah. you know, when they would come out to events and you know, they were really like the people's players. Um, uh, and they would always be, you know, super like hands-on with, uh, yeah. you know, with like the fans and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not saying that the, the current roster isn't, they're very, very cool. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember that, you know, season one roster, and by the time, by, by the way, season one, I was not involved with Mayhem. So yes. I don't really know any, any, you know, in the in behind the scenes operations, but I just know that, you know, they were a very lovable group of, of guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I have to say that when they were released, uh, the players that were released in season one, it, it was a little heartbreaking. You know, um, I think that a lot of fans probably felt how connected they were to those guys to see mm -hmm. them, you know, not being kept after a season um, was just tough. And, you know, a lot of people, this is probably their first, like, I guess, sport or esports. So, um, you know, if, like traditional sports, if you're just not performing or, you know, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, you get released and, you know, yeah, we, right. we turn a, a blind eye to that. But when we see kind of like our, our players here re be released, it's, it's very uh it, 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 you feel the heartbreak so for sure for sure i was definitely in that on that boat mm -hmm. yeah and i remember just like speaking to kind of how friendly they were one of the events you guys hosted <laughs> i try to go to every event in the tampa area and i think i've hit them all um but <laughs> i remember going to the uh the meet and greet we had at the the buffalo the the, the classic buffalo, yeah. buffalo <laughs> wild wings um <laughs> And uh, I would usually, because I, I often showed up alone, except I think you've only been to one event, right? Alara? I've only gotten to go to one. That's true. Right. I've dragged them oh, along with me for one. Um, so usually I'm like just kind of flying solo. So I just plug myself at a table to whoever will accept me for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> and one of the buddies I made while I was going there is a, uh, I think he's still in high school. His name's McGriffin, um, or that's at least his tag that I he goes that guy. by. Yeah, you, you got to meet him. Um, so I remember, like, I was, like, kind of looking for him. I got to the event late. I'm like, let me see where he's at, see if there's, like, a seat at his table. And then he's just, like, chilling in a booth with, like, Zebo Science and Seelush, I think. I'm like, all right, man, I see how it is. <laughs> I guess I'll go sit in the back somewhere. You moved up in the world. Uh, I actually yeah, remember I him. I do yep. remember him. He has a jersey <laughs> with his name on it. Yep. yep. Yeah, he's, he was at the last watch party, too, so he's usually there. He's a really, really nice guy. His dad's there, too, really supportive of him. I love getting to talk to those guys. They're both really cool. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, really cool just getting to meet everybody, and they were they were super nice. I got to talk to, to Vic a little bit. I talked to Matt a lot, the manager, after, so... Um, just a lot of good guys and yeah it really did suck to see them go because a lot of them are like still really good players like you look at logics and manitin they're both tearing it up in like the tier two scene again right just sometimes sometimes the roster just as a team it just doesn't mix like the synergies aren't there and that's not necessarily always an individual player's fault yeah it's a real struggle the best player and put them on a different team and it just 
it's just uh, it's a bit of a mix so but it definitely definitely hurt losing them but after a season like that you needed to see sweeping sweeping changes so even though it hurt like i took comfort at least to know like we were making those changes and we weren't just going to keep the status quo and we were going to try something different uh what about you alarmore if you want to give your thoughts real quick i i just always struggled with um you know trying to figure out who the face of the team was because you know and they're modeling after traditional sports so intensely so mm-hmm. to see our team, you know, Tavik really always felt like the face of our team. And so he was the only person they really kept. Um, but Logic's also sort of started to feel like the face of our team, too, when they started the whole mm-hmm. thing, Mr. Logic's meme. So that was yeah. really a challenge for me to see him go after, you, you know, you guys had T-shirts. You guys, yeah. it was everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it was everywhere. Think Mr. Logic was practically the branding of the Florida Mayhem for a minute. So thanks to Dom, the social media manager, he came up with that idea. It's, yes, that oh was man. A great one. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was it worked really well. Um, and so that that was really one of the hardest points for me. And then um, and then just, you know, the fact that that the team didn't really improve over the course of the season as we switched, added the new players to see some of the original players dropped without having to. You know, we didn't get to see behind the scenes. We don't know how they worked in trials and they claimed everybody got a chance to get a to get their team slot in, in a set of trials. So, you know, I know we don't know enough about the background to know what's going on in there. So just just seeing somebody who was such a good face like Logics go in that downtime there was just really hard. And the same thing's kind of happening again with Tavik. So, you know, it's just been for a sure. real struggle for me. We'll get to that. Yeah, later. I know, I know. <laughs> but, all right, so... <laughs> So yeah, so we we lose all of these old faces that we had kind of grown accustomed to, but then a whole bunch of new ones come in, and we announce five or six signings. I'll go through them all, and then I'll figure out what the number is. So we bring in um, Swan um, and Zephyr as a tank line. We bring up Hagopun from the Florida Mayhem um, uh, Academy team, I should say, um, as well as Chris, from Korean contenders, and then um, also we get apply as a two-way player. And, and BQB. I think I hit everyone. Oh, and BQB. How could yes, you forget BQB? Course. I know. It's, I just I don't know. I can't, can't believe <laughs> the man right that we belonged, right? Um, so those are so those are our changes. Um, what were your guys' thoughts like initially? Like, did you know these guys, or was it just kind of like having to figure out like, all right, who are these people? Um, cause I feel like for a lot of people, if you don't follow Korean contenders, um, you probably weren't too familiar with a lot of the guys. Yeah. So initially when these guys were announced, I didn't really know much of their background. Um, I wasn't like, I, like I wasn't keeping up with the contenders scene as right. much. Um, actually now I'm, I'm more, more inclined to watching matches just because I, I love seeing like now fresh talent come off and pop off. Yeah, right? for sure. And keep an eye on those uh, those good players. But yeah, mm-hmm. when when they were announced, I, I really had no idea, so I had to do a little bit of background. And at this point, I think I was just, I think I was just like my first week or so working with the man. I, I can't even remember, but it, it was you know around the time they got hired. But honestly, I was just, you know, I was like, let's let's be the team that like completely right. rocks. Let's win. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to roll with the punches. You know, so let's let's make this the best that we can. So. Yeah. Um, when they were announced, I was just like, "All right, let's go. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get a couple dubs." Yeah, for sure. Alarmor, did you have any thoughts? 
Um, I I didn't know who any of them were. I didn't do any research. Yeah. You had to tell me all about them. All right. I I uh, am just <laughs> I'm I'm pretty chill about this kind of stuff, man. So as so often That's... it is. So yeah, I remember um, when they were first announced. I knew some of them, and I didn't know some of them. Like especially when Overwatch League started, it became so hard to keep up with contenders. Um, I follow it a lot in like the off seasons. But man, when you're like already trying to keep up with everything that's going on in the Overwatch League, contenders on top of that, especially like if you're working and you got other things going on, it's just a ton. Hey, buddy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get up the screen. Like, um, but yeah, so I was, a, a few of them I knew because I had watched the Korean scene, kind of like Apex was the pinnacle tournament before the Overwatch League came out. So I knew guys like Swan, he used to go by Butcher was his old handle. Um, and I remembered having positive opinions of him. So I was happy to have him on our team. Chris of Meta Athena. Meta Athena was one of my favorite teams. So like I was super hyped to have him on. Hagapun I was familiar with just from like Overwatch League, Mayhem Academy. Like that was the one like duh pick. Like the second he hit our Academy team, I'm like, this guy's coming up next year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like of course. So here yeah. he is and then I didn't know BQB, but I had heard so many good things about him. I mean, his team won um the season of Contenders Korea that he played in. He just played in one season. It, it's the season they won and he was supposed to be like this sombra legend and sombra at the time goats hadn't quite hit when we made that signing and more people were expecting sombra dive to be the meta so it was super hyped to have that sombra player so i know i was feeling pretty good about it um there weren't maybe you like you didn't feel like you had that big name you were hoping for um that like 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 last season we had saya player and i was like holy crap we got saya what i remember like freaking out i remember you freaking out like losing my (laughs) mind over it so i don't think there are any picks but like i felt i felt good about the um picks we had i was a bit surprised at apply but i saw where he fit because we were lacking that flex dps um like i felt like Shax was probably the big dps player on florida mayhem even in the world cup if you watch team denmark um i think they played in the france stop um which is doesn't really matter but shaq's like that boy pops off he is such a good widow maker but he basically has the same hero pool as saya so i get it um <laughs> but it was really cool to see like apply come up i like that we were utilizing our two-way contract so i had i had high hopes definitely um after i saw saw the announcements and also to hear them talk about like these were their first picks they did the trialing early that that felt good as well to know like we were being really proactive at this and um we knew we needed to make changes and we started early yeah and and you know speaking of of um bqb you know a lot of people don't know this but uh from what i hear sources say that he has actually kind of written like the handbook for sombra players um, mm. And some players like Dante, um, right. Zachary have been, you know, very, it, have pretty much been inspired by BQB's Sombra. For sure. Did not so, know yeah. that. Because, well, if you think about it, um, I'm sure you remember this, Alurimor, because you used to watch Apex with me. Right. Um, DPS didn't often play Sombra. It was no, often like it was a support, support player. 
Right. Um, with like a few exceptions, maybe occasionally Taimu would like play it or someone like that, but it was usually flex supports who were playing it. Right, they would um, do envious dive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was um, it was really cool to kind of like BQB like in that season of Contenders. That was the first time you really you really saw her being played as a DPS, and yeah, as you said, like BQB was was the pinnacle of that play so yeah for sure he's i'm really glad we have him on our team yeah he Spoiler really pops off <laughs> i love that guy <laughs> so good like i'll see a lot of times too like when people are making their uh their ideal um all-star team and they're going through like the atlantic division i see bqb as the dps that's what people consider like one of the best sarias and the best dps players to pick up and like especially like considering like we've been kind of like bottom of the table this season it's really cool that like even even probably like non-fans they're recognizing this dude's a beast um and with we already know what saya player can do our dps line is so good <laughs> yeah no it's it's so much fun to watch uh when when bqb pops off especially those mm -hmm. big emps like you know you're getting a juicy mm -hmm. like play so you get so much damage fun. out of that hero i feel like most people just kind of poke um until no. they get their emp BQB unloads BQB whole clips like out of the people. people it's ridiculous <laughs> um so yeah let's get into the first season then so we're getting to see these boys play um i remember their first game was against atlanta rain and we definitely got off to a bit of a rough start <laughs> um, but we bounced back quick so the next game was like against the philadelphia fusion who you're That's figuring like, okay this is probably gonna be like rough they just pretty cleanly took out the london spitfire the week before and we we pull out our first w second second game That's of the true. season so that was super exciting i remember being so hype about that match uh, i also vaguely recall that being the last time i was excited about them for quite some time oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i guess yeah, we had some moments let's but... just be honest with ourselves i mean that was our one win it's um, true. Yeah, it, it was the it was the only win, and well, you have to remember, you know that like that uh, we got bodied by by Atlanta Rain the previous, mm -hmm. and I, it was some weird dynamic where like Atlanta uh, got beat by Philly, we beat Philly, Atlanta <laughs> beat us, so it was like yes. a really weird triangle. Yeah, and then you like, had like throughout the whole league, I remember like by the end there was like this big circle of teams that had beat each other. And then got beaten by another team that had beat another team. Yeah. And it was just like, who who's actually good, right? We did a bit on like uh, our second episode about that, didn't we? I think you we did. You pulled that weird string uh, board or out three, like a crazy yeah, person. Yeah, I tried to make like one of these, um, you know, kind of like in, in the movies, like you'll have that person who's like their hair is all disheveled and they like haven't like slept in two days and they have all these like pins on a board with like <laughs> red lines connecting them. I tried to do a little bit with that, but like trying to figure out who the best team in the Overwatch League was, with who would beat who. Um, but yeah, so it was really crazy. Um, we had so that that first win, that that one felt really good. But I felt like even even though that was our only win, like we still had a lot of bright spots. There were definitely some games that it just felt like the progress we had made suddenly disappeared, and those were always disappointing. But then would come to another game, and, like, I feel like our guys always brought it. Like, as you brought up before, um, to be able to bounce back after getting basically just smashed by Atlanta in Week 1 and then beat Philly in Week 2, I feel like our guys throughout the season have shown strong um, mental fortitude. 
and they haven't let these losses get to them. Um, even looking at stage two, we only got 4-0'd once. Despite going, like, not winning once that stage, um, we never just really let anyone have those wins for free. We always put up a fight. We were at least taking a map off. And I saw a um, someone made a chart of they basically, like, listed the top standings and then made um, strength of schedules. Mayhem had the hardest strength of schedule. Like, we did not have an easy stage two. And we still managed to at least make it fairly competitive. And we didn't let anyone just say, Mayhem's going to be a free win for us. Um, we really made everyone work for it. So yeah. it, it's been, at the very least, encouraging to just see our guys never, like, never say never and always keep trying. Um, and I feel like from Mayhem Season 1 and Mayhem Season 2, I've noticed that's the kind of character that it seems like the Misfits organization goes for. They look for these hardworking players who are always going to try their best and don't really let these losses get to them and are really, um, even if the results necessarily aren't showing it for whatever reason, these are these are people who are putting their all in, they're grinders, they practice, and they're really trying to put their best foot forward. And I, I think if you're, it can be hard to miss if you're just kind of like if you're not following Florida Mayhem, but when you watch the fuse or um, the YouTube videos we had in the first season, I don't remember what they were titled, and like li listen to their interviews and see the actual character of these guys. Like these are these are some really stand up individuals that, um, as far as personality goes, you could really be proud of as a fan. Yeah, and that's another thing is that when these guys come out to Florida. Uh, you know, being like such a like a five hour, five and a half hour like flight from L.A., you mm. know, they really come out and really put their best foot forward and really give the fans, you know, a, a show right with with how they interact with mm -hmm. with the photos like they're always they're always there to put a to put a smile on your face. And they really appreciate yeah. the fans like that's, you know, something that might maybe someone might overlook, but they really, really care about how, you know, about the fans that we and the hometown support that we have out here. So. You know, that, th this is why I'm always really, like, super happy about these events because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's always people after events that just come up and, you know, like, say thank you. And, and I'm just like, what? Like, what did I do? I just, yeah. you know, <laughs> brought them here. But, you, you yeah. know, it's really, like, thanks to the players. Like, they just come out and really, right. you know, despite, you know, the, the difficulties and, and the hardships that our organization has had uh mm. through like competitive um the competitive season we make sure that you know at the end of the day it's it's you know we, right. we try to see the best side of, of things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you think about like like the seasons like season one there are definitely a lot of examples of this but i feel like a lot of teams when they're struggling like it gets like really bad especially among the players like people are taking to twitter and like it becomes like this huge like drama uh, that never really happens with the florida mayhem guys like they're always really like stand up and just they're always they're together. They're not really blaming everybody, anybody else, and just get back to the next game. And that's it's really cool. Yeah, for um, sure. Any other thoughts about um, first half of the mayhem season? Because I know I I just kind of rambled. Yeah, about you it. did. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, Let's um, interview LP and hey. Howler. <laughs> Sorry. No, man, it's all good. I, I you know what you might I feel like you know so much about the mayhem that I'm just like like wow we, we did that like. <laughs> more about the mayhem than I that I that I thought I knew. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll just sort of echo that. Any any thoughts that you have, LP, about this? How the first half of our season went and what's going on next? 
Oh, let's um, not go to next yet. Let's oh, we're not that, going to next first year. season. And no, what? Let's so, keep it first season. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> obviously. You know, you know, even though I'm an events manager, you know, right. I'm obviously a little, a little upset with how things turned out in the first half, stage one and two. Um, you know, but you know, like we're gonna keep pushing forward, and I think that ultimately the decisions that have been made, um, you know, they're they're the right decisions, and I think that we have to mm. keep you know ro rolling with um, with with the, the changes and the punches, so to speak. So. You know, we're, we're out here looking to have a winning team. And I think that ultimately to make those, you know, you have to make big sacrifices for that, for that to happen. So I believe yeah. that, you know, this is, this is step one. So for sure. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely going to take some time. And I know we're all looking to see what those eye emojis mean. Yeah, <laughs> that have been posted all last uh, night. So hopefully, we'll get maybe, some news on that soon. Maybe by the time this this podcast is published, people already know what. The, what the, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, right? <laughs> they usually post news within twenty four hours if history holds. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might already know, but uh, we'll still speculate later anyway, just for the fun of it, and see if we were <laughs> able to uh, have any of our hopes come through. Um, but to kind of shift gears back. Um, I know we, we kind of talked about your role in the Chaos Crew a lot, but we kind of want to talk about um, the Mayhem Org, the Misfit Org, and just the Chaos Crew a little bit more um, right. generally. For sure. So I know, so I kind of wanted to get a sense of, so you've been with the Chaos Crew a lot, and then this year you officially became like the Florida event manager. So now the Florida Mayhem themselves are a lot more involved. The Misfits Org is a lot more involved with you. What has it been like um, with that transition and as the Mayhem um, are now kind of a bigger part of the events that you're putting on? Um, well, one thing, it's been an amazing like support. You know, so the, the structure, the infrastructure is being built right now to kind of host these events. Uh, I've had mm -hmm. the pleasure of working with um, the Misfits sponsorship uh, manager or VP of sponsorships his name is justin okay. who helps me out with events and he, he's he's a baller man he really knows how to like <laughs> you know reach out to sponsors to sponsors and you know get them to be part of our events um, awesome. but so you know definitely learning a little bit more what, what has helped me is just being exposed to this industry which allows me to then you know be able to connect with people um right. outside of who i would typically talk to <laughs> and you know it, it helps me develop my communication skills and my writing skills so i've you know learned a lot as an okay. event manager um also having the you know like i said mayhem support misfit support uh behind every event is is super amazing because you know they give us that shout out and as soon as that shout out's out we make we make sure we we host a, a great event okay so so do they sort of help dictate where your events go or are you still ultimately the one who decides where those happen now so when we look at bigger events, like we have a GameStop one coming up May 16th, right. uh, mm -hmm. being at the Cinemark, um, you know, those those events are mayhem organized. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely have a big part in putting those together, just, you know, calling up venues and getting in contact with the right people. But uh, as far as like watch parties and like the ones that we have at Buffalo Wild Wings or at, you know, mm -hmm. various locations or restaurants, those are definitely uh, crew managed events. So... Okay. I would say that's how like the, the the two different. So one's with players, and and the crew that's uh, and the the mayhem crew that's out there. That's going to be okay. the mayhem organized. That makes more sense. Yeah. So when you guys are putting together your one of your chaos crew events, the 
the Wild Wings and the watch parties. What goes into putting those together? Like, um, take us sort of what? front, front to back of how you come to <laughs> All right, do so, it so to how, so here how it goes. Begins, how it begins is typically I will call up a venue and say, mm-hmm. hey, you guys have the space for about 100 people. Do you guys have a venue that has a screen and projector? Can we have, do we have internet? You know, all the, all the amenities right. that you need to make uh, a streaming, you know, streaming a game possible. Right. So mm-hmm. we do that and then we show up to the venues. Oh, well, then I have, I hit up my, our graphics guy, shout out to Jonas out there, uh, Jonas Toenail. He's um, mm-hmm. our graphic designer. Who's the one that came up with the, the, the logo and the, the, the nice. font for the Chaos Crew. Right. Actually, funny story about him was uh, when I first started uh, Chaos Crew or, you know, NN at the time, uh, we, uh, I just told this, I just told him, I'm like, look, I love what you're doing. Just stick with me and let's make something cool happen. And he yeah. was like, sure, why not? Let's, let's do nice. it. So he's, you know, like super, super stand-up guy, you know, since day one, awesome. um, been super involved. So uh when with the graphic designing and, and making sure that our content looks pretty snazzy um mm-hmm. so yeah definitely you know after hitting him up and telling him the information he sends that graphic over to me we post it on meetup and our socials and we try to get mayhem to, to retweet it or get the word out even more and then mm. you know that's kind of how it typically you know begins okay and right. i remember just to give a little anecdote um so my girlfriend lives in Toronto and I remember she was going to her first um, Toronto watch party and I was kind of like hyping her up but based off what I've experienced in the chaos crew I'm like oh get ready like you're gonna get some you're gonna get some merch like you're gonna do some raffles like they do all these like sorts of cool things and then she came back and she was like there's just no merch no raffles <laughs> and I was like I'm like oh dang like I'm like uh, okay so this is like kind of like a chaos crew thing like and I've talked to some other people too and it seems like as far as like quality of events goes like chaos crew is like kind of like definitely like one of the best fan groups like out there for really putting on these shows and like I feel really grateful that I've been able to be a part of them um so as far as like things like merch like are you getting kind of support from the Florida Mayhem for that because you guys have like a ton of goodies <laughs> oh yeah absolutely that's things. the Mayhem okay. is super supportive and you awesome. know like they they love you know giving us stuff to give to the fans so that's you know big thanks to them for that mm-hmm. and so um you've been doing this now for about a year and a half or so do you have a favorite moment from being in the chaos crew oh yeah yeah there's so many i think my favorite <laughs> moment has to be the first watch party i like mm-hmm. reckon back to this event because you know it was my first event i had no right. idea what i was doing i just thought that hey you know like from i modeled it after what i did with chan man be at the first watch party at west palm right. beach and it came like i said this first event was not expecting a big turnout i was expecting like maybe 30 to 50 people and we ended up packing the whole venue there was two servers that whole night i was running a couple drinks and you know you know making sure that everybody Mm -hmm. was happy just you know covering our butts to to make sure we have a good event Mm -hmm. and you know despite a couple of lag issues here and there it ended up being actually a really good event and the aftermath was amazing just people were like (laughs) thank you and Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, wow, I had friends tell me like, dude, this is crazy. Like, I've never seen this venue yeah. packed this big, uh, packed this tight. And mm-hmm. so I, I knew we had something good there. So I it's always that, feels good to fill out your venue, man. Yeah, it really does. And I, we, I knew we had something good there. Like I said, and there's just the, the support 
after has just been amazing. Nice. Yeah, it's always nuts being able to just watch with so many people too. So that's like really cool that like even the first event, like it was so big. So um, I'm sure that really left a huge impression on a lot of people. But now um, looking kind of at the future, we've got geolocation coming in 2020 and we don't really know yet where um where we're going to be located as far as geolocation goes people have their ideas but how do you see the chaos crew evolving as we begin to geolocate because right now basically florida mayhem is all the way in la so you guys are just kind of holding it down at home but now they're going to be here and they're going to be a lot more involved um how do you how do you see the role of the crew shifting uh, well, crew will always be there. I will say that the Chaos crew will become something even crazier than what you guys see now. Like, man, like, I'm talking merch lines. I'm talking. Ooh. All right. Anyways, we're, we're going we're, we're to do something really awesome. Actually, we're in the process of developing a website and, okay. um, you know, building a little bit more of a, a online presence as well. Uh, as far as watch parties, they're not going to go away. Uh, when, you know, with this whole concept of away games, I'm making it sound like, this is the first time you've ever heard of away games. But, <laughs> uh, away games will definitely, there will be watch parties for away games. Cool. And that's, that's something we, you know, as the crew will definitely keep going. Um, and, you know, there might be, maybe we'll, we'll create a more exclusive fan experience for people who want to be part of the Chaos Crew or, you know, who are Chaos Crew attendees. Right. Um, but as, as far as that goes, you know, there's still a lot to, to unravel. Right. And some things I obviously can't share, but I would love uh, to, yeah. uh, you know, when the time comes, that's going to be great. So that's really exciting. So um, I know when Philadelphia announced that they were going to put their stadium in the middle of Philly, where all the other sports stadiums were, they said they've been spending a lot of time talking to their fan group on their boots on the ground group about where that should be is the mayhem been reaching out to the chaos crew at all about venue location and about where most of the fans are um and you know, so like we don't make any decisions as to where right. things are going to be i'm sure there, there's some sort of like you know de like geographical like demographic or something like that that you could really pick out right where your most of your fans are coming out but right now we're just kind of by by going to, by doing these events where it's like kind of a rough survey as to um, who's right. you know who comes out to from from what city and right and you know meetup is a great tool because it always gives mm -hmm. uh, doesn't tell you where you live but it doesn't tell us where you mm -hmm. live but it tells us kind of you know the general just of uh, where fans are coming from so right so and so you're you're reporting all this kind of back to the mayhem telling them where most of the people are showing up that then correct all right okay. that's cool that's cool. And so, and I don't know if you kind of have this planned out yet. So, because I'm expecting no matter where we geolocate, geo I'm not expecting Tampa, right? <laughs> the chances are going to be pretty low. Um, so, you never but, know, man. Yeah, you never know. I would, I don't would, feed us bad hope, Alonzo. So I will freak out. You'll, you'll want to tune into that episode of like tearing down the green screen, jumping at our studio. But, um, so like for these cities, cause right now you guys are like super involved all across Florida. Cause we're pretty unique. Like every other team is it's Philadelphia, it's New York city, it's Vancouver. Right. Um, we're really the only team that's like Florida. We're an entire state. Like we're bigger than the entire country of South Korea, like geolocate, like mm -hmm. geologically. So that's a huge Ge geographically group. 
yeah whatever <laughs> words are hard i'm not a host um <laughs> so how do you see the involvement going on for like jacksonville tallahassee tampa like all these other cities like if if we're not geolocated nearby like do you think there'll still be like home game watch parties or any kind of involvement for that or is it going to be more of a focus do you think on like where we're geolocated um no i don't know so i think chaos crew you know we will love to we we, we love to have watch parties everywhere i think oh. that uh we you know we hosted an event in, in jacksonville tampa uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, F oh, sorry, I call it FGC. You guys uh, had Gainesville, right? Recently, we, we, we hit Gainesville. We hit, um, I said FGC, but it, it's, it's technically, uh, Fort Myers, like Naples area. Right. right. Um, we're always looking to be part of, you know, to host events anywhere we, we can. Um, as far as mayhem's events goes, I think there's a, there's a little bit more of a, you know, specification in terms of like where you can right. host the events. Um, I, you know, if you're aware yeah. of like, uh, you know markets and, and areas like yeah that. i've heard I've, I've heard rumblings of like yeah other teams like we control this area and part of this state and something is like our area so yeah, yeah. so so there's like saying. definitely areas that we probably won't be activating in sure. uh but some uh, and no and you know what what you know what the mayhem can't activate and there's always potential room for chaos crew to just Right. slide in those dms and <laughs> cool well i know we'll really be looking forward to uh staying involved um in tampa so definitely looking forward to more events out here definitely yeah so we want to do kind of a fun segment with you that mm -hmm. we've done together and we did with the last time we had a guest on the show it's our it's tradition now so now it's tradition because we've done it two times <laughs> oh, man. okay i guess this is right. gonna be big so this is we're we're calling it random fire fun and we're, oh. <laughs> and we're calling it that because uh rapid fire fun is what they call it on over on uh watch point we don't want to be watch point <laughs> and we're not and we generally we don't do it very rapidly that's so true random works a little bit better <laughs> and we actually randomize all of random. our all of our things so yep. i'm gonna start reading a question at random out of a list of questions i have here and howler is going to pull something out of that bag right there and it'll be a team and we're going to ask you to answer that question about that team oh for sure all right i think i know my overwatch league teams pretty well or decently so that's good the last guy did not and he was wearing one of their jerseys he just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh boy this is going to be fun it was so funny i'm ready <laughs> it was great fun is that a grand finals bag by the way yeah, yeah, I was able to make it out the grand finals. Oh, that's so sick, dude. So, nice. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> All right. Absolutely wild. All right, here we're going to go. We're going to go. Um, why should fans be excited about the Boston <laughs> Uprising? <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Uh, I think. Well, I gotta say that Boston Uprising is one of those teams that's just super fun to watch because they are—they're always ranked somewhere in like the lower tiers. So, you know, they, they always end up coming out like middle right. or top of the pack. So I think that um, you know their additions to th this year have been such a, a fun experience. I think I think Boston's a, a great team to watch. They always uh, defy odds. So for sure, or or fail to meet them when they lose. Oh, to each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was huge. That was huge. oh man, oh man. All right, who is your favorite personality on the Atlanta uh, Reign? Well, current roster, I would say that I really, I, I gotta say, Dogman's a, a freaking hilarious dude to watch. Yeah. So yeah, he's hilarious. After seeing like losing to Fran, he definitely seems like he's like kind of the face of the team now. 
Yeah, the dog so. Dogman Zion is disgusting. For sure. We're getting faster at these, Howler. We are. <laughs> well, that's because I'm not talking. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, does... I need a team. Does the Toronto Defiant have playoff potential? <laughs> that way. Does... Duh, bah, 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 bah. I, I will say... Playoff potential, yes. Uh, grand finals potential, anytime San Francisco Shock or Vancouver at the top, no. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. They could sneak into play-ins. <laughs> Who is... It's a big bag. Oh, I have to, I have to answer Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Okay. All right. I'm getting all the expansion teams. Who is the Paris Eternals' <laughs> biggest rival? Oh... I will. I. I mean, geogra geographically, I would say London Spitfire. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. All right. Uh, that hasn't happened yet, has that it? That hasn't. No. That's Let's do. Crazy. You want to do one or two more? Um, we could do a couple. All right, we'll do two more. Who is the second best player on? It's gonna be hard. The oh! Vancouver Titans. <laughs> 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 You're gonna, oh man, you're gonna ask me to pick favorites. Okay, so no, I'm asking you to pick your second favorite. <laughs> yeah, not the best player, second best player. Oh, uh, well, So Min Su is just a monster. I think, mm -mm. yeah, we haven't really seen the true power of So Min Su being unleashed. <laughs> um, but his McCree is disgusting. His Zarya yeah. is, yeah, like top of the line. So yeah, it's... I will say, maybe Bumper's number one, and then second would be So Min. Okay. All right. His or, Doomfist, or... too. Just speaking from contenders, his Doomfist back in the day, get ready for that, should that ever become meta. All right, all right. The last one is going to be, what is going to push? <laughs> Come on. Washington Justice to the next level. Oh, man. Uh, shoot. I think that once they start beating some middle, well, they already beat Boston, right? So yeah, Beating more middle tier teams, it's it's gonna just propel them <laughs> to be more, uh, you know, more have a more have a you know a bigger uh, presence in terms of competitive like um, integrity. So yeah, thanks that for playing. Helps. <laughs> okay, all right. I like this one, man. I'll even do one more if you guys have one extra. We I have another, another one. Question. I've got a couple more actually. I have two more. Alright. Who is <laughs> the best player on the London Spitfire? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's Profit. For sure. Yep. Oh. That dude is a beast. Alright, last one. Most underrated player on the on Fusion. Philadelphia. Oh, boy. Uh, most underrated player uh, get Fraggy out of there, man. <laughs> Free Fraggy. No, free Fraggy. Free Fraggy. Free but if it's fraggy. Not, but if it's not if it's not Fraggy, I, I would I would say Boombox. I think Boombox has a big, uh, you know, like yeah. you know when when Elk was when that. Elk was in in the in the roster, I think he 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 does pop off. But I think that Boombox has such a big part. He is such a big part of Philadelphia Fusion. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So we're gonna move on to the last the last chunk here. We're gonna. Try to talk about about our future of mayhem. 
for right? sure. Um, and so the next question we've got for you is, uh, what really should we as Mayhem fans be looking forward to in the next stage here? So with the next stage coming up being three, stage three. Stage three. I think that the fans have, well, besides new pickups, new announcements, I think that events are going to be off the chain. I already know Ooh. what's planned, you know, what's down the pipeline. Ooh. So you, I think there's a lot of, we're, and we're covering a lot of ground here. You know, we're going to be right. doing a lot of events, a lot of events, not just, you know, where I live in Orlando, but we're going to be mm-hmm. doing events in Miami. Right. Uh, we're going to hit the West Coast for you guys. This is Aww. this is a special one for you guys. You like but us. I think, Ooh, okay. I think I think the fans should expect m- more wins. I think that that's and and more hype. You know, I think that Sick. we're we're going we're hitting like that season two. Like let's you know I mean sorry we're we're getting closer to season three. So let's you know kind of kick up the gears. I think that's something that the fans should definitely be excited for. That's awesome. Sweet. I'm pumped. I'm ready for another watch party. It's been a minute. So um, <laughs> the next thing we've got is one thing for each of us. So this is a question that we're all expected to answer. Thanks for writing up questions that I have to answer, Howler. What is one thing we would each like to see out of the long break for Mayhem? So uh, we so are we looking at uh, season break or stage break? Just well, this, this, this break, break between stages. Stage What's something that you want to you want to see? Um, what I would love to well, so I want to see. In terms of, um, you know, from what the mayhem could do, I uh, would love to start having, um, you know, some like uh, nicer like uh, tank tops. Maybe throw some like cool swag out there. We've been getting a lot of like dark shirts. I mean, you know, and like long sleeves and hoodies. And I'm like, yeah, this is Florida man. I know. That's why I'm like, I, I tried to like. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna wear it today because I'm never gonna wear it out for like another eight months. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Speaking, you know, is is a fan also for the team. I, I would love to start, you know, I would love for, for this break period, I would love to see, uh, you know, uh, more, you know, a little bit more communication with us being rolled out, uh, you know, in terms of what's mm. happening, maybe not, not on a day to day, but a week to week basis and getting a little, you know, getting some more um, touch, touch basis more with the fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be something that'd be really good for them right now, especially considering how many of the fans are confused and wanting to know what's going on and, you know, the all the dissension amongst this direction they're fixing to take. I think that'd be really yeah. good for them. You know, even yeah, just well. from a purely PR perspective, not to mention just the fact that I would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Seeing, the, seeing a little, uh, the communication, you know, gap uh, lesson. All right, Howler. What's up that you want to see? I miss, I miss the old Florida Mayhem merch, too. They're like their cityscape stuff and like the vice stuff they had was sick at the end of last year. I yeah, that is pretty that. dope. Um, for me, I, I'm I'm like looking at I'm looking at rosters. I'm looking at pickups, and I'm not quite sure where I want to see upgrades. So I think the biggest one I want to see is a flex DPS, since both BQB and Saya are a little bit more on the hit scan side of things. Right. Um, I really want to see us pick up a flex dps um kind of got my eyes on this dude named water came out of korea he's now i believe he's in the state so he should have no visa issue so he should be able to start with us pretty quick he's a sick flex player i'd love to see him but any kind of flex dps um i'm hoping that's what those those eyeballs today were uh, <laughs> yeah. the flex dps announcement down the line yeah are we talking about water from the um gladiator legion yes yeah. yes sir i would yeah. love to see water 
Yeah, water's water's good. <laughs> <laughs> How come gladiators got hydration and water? And water. It's nuts. <laughs> I never even thought of What that. the heck? <laughs> they can't trade him if they're going to keep hydration. They have to hydrate him. <laughs> That's, uh... is, that, is that too much hydration for one team? I don't think That's... so. They we might just get... need... Hydration man would disagree with you. We need a guy named H2O now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Any kind of water. Just throw it in there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I'd really like to see more of them, you know, when they release these videos. I'd really like to see more stuff with uh, the coaches and the management in it talking to us as fans. I think that'd be great, which is, prob which is really in line with what you said, LP, about having them get back with us on a week-to-week -week about what's going on. I think that'd be really great. Um, also, I ha having watched the uh, episode four of their Fuse thing, um, Swan seems like a good personality who might actually have potential for being the face of our team as of the current direction, given the fact that Tavik is can't be the face of the team going forward since they want to move to Ocarian. Um, he had a pretty good personality in there, and he speaks English well enough that he could connect to the Florida people. So mm -hmm. I would really like to see a little more of him going forward as well as sort of the personality for the team. I think that'd be yeah, a great likewise. thing to see. Likewise, and a lot of our guys, um, a lot of our Korean players are also, you know, practicing their English. And, oh, yeah. You know, they, they, they definitely want to communicate more with the fans and be able to, you know, have a... a uh, more of a speaking presence and, and so we can understand them as well to oh yeah to, to what the brand is about so well so, and side player was in there too and they were translating him in subtitles and he's got some good things to say but his um he's really analytical <laughs> and um this is florida home of florida man analytical is really not the best place to put your face you know yeah, he, he's a wizard. A side player is a wizard. He is. Guy. He is. He's really smart. But uh, so just just a thought, you know, nothing against side player. Yeah. Just you got you got to <laughs> pander to the to the Florida natives a little bit. We need a Florida man story. <laughs> Florida First, man breaks uh, into mayhem game just to 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 steal the seat out of the stadium. First mayhem yeah. player to dive into like a whale tank. <laughs> there it is. Oh man. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Let it be known. All right, House. Um, you've got you got the you got the next question. I mean, we kind of covered it, right? We did a little um, bit. Yeah, we're looking at the cities, and so I mean, Florida fans, be on the lookout for for some exciting events. It sounds like all all over all over the state, where they're coming to your area. For and sure. you know what also helps out a lot of people, you know, who are in you know obscure parts of Florida, like I, you know. Right. I think I've only been as far as Gainesville, to be honest. Okay. Uh, even though we've hosted a, a watch party in Jacksonville, that was uh, the efforts of, a, of uh, Mace Master um, from okay. our community. But I've never been mm. out past Gainesville, to be honest. So if mm. you have any recommendations as to where we should go next, just shoot me a DM, guys. You know, if you're listening or yeah. have any questions of where, or if you want to just have an event, just let me know. I'd yeah. love to travel. And I encourage you, if you are a Florida fan and you've never been to an event before, like they're a blast. Go. go. <laughs> there's there's nothing quite like watching an event live with other people who are cheering it on as you're doing it. Like it's so so cool, and everyone's really super friendly. Like even if you're worried, like okay, you're a gamer, right? Maybe you're introverted. Your other friends aren't into the pro Overwatch scene. I go alone to these events, 
all the time. <laughs> and, and that's a big everyone, thing for those of you who don't know Howler personally. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not usually the kind of person to like step out of my shell and do these sorts of things, but everyone's like super friendly. Uh, everyone's excited about the same thing, right? Uh, so everyone's just excited to be there, excited to see you there with them. Um, I just kind of like plug myself into some tables. I've met so many cool people at these events. They're super fun. Um, you can win some sick stuff. Um, it's they're they're really they're really high quality events. So I'd encourage you. And, you and you one thing out. one thing I have to add by the way. So what's special about Tampa is that let's uh, bring up our boy Sleepy man. He he is mm -hmm. a Florida local. Uh, or he he yeah mm -hmm. he's from like the West that. Coast area. So I don't know if you've if you've gone to our most recent event, but uh, Sleepy's parents come out and um, they show some support. So yeah, you've probably been there. I didn't, didn't even realize. I probably saw them. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, now he's in justice, but his dad comes wearing right. a San Francisco Shock uh, T-shirt, and they really are super supportive. Mm. His his parents are just great folks. That's awesome. And yeah, so you know they're they're very cool, and they always come to the Tampa events. So I never yeah, realized so that. It, it's a fun little community we got going on. You you never know who. You, so that's sick. No. I wonder. I wonder if that's who I, I always thought I know there's a pro player from Lakeland. Um I is that Sleepy? I thought it was Zachary for some reason. I, I don't know where Zachary's from. I, I know he's from Florida, but I don't know where in Florida. And right. I I know that Sleepy's folks are from uh, the Lakeland area. Don't go stalk them though. The, whoever yeah, is don't. listening. Just, yeah. <laughs> weird. Which is just, definitely uh, what Howler's doing right now. <laughs> he was typing, he was like, typing rapidly. Must figure out where Sleepy's from. Yeah. yeah, he's he's I believe he's from Lakeland, so yeah. that's awesome. Hey, um, we've been it's been great having you on here with us, LP. Um, just want to give you a minute here at the end. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to say that we didn't ask you? Uh, so a lot of people don't know, but I'm actually part of a podcast with uh, two Europeans, a British girl and a Belgian man. We are uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Omnic Post. Omnic yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're on the Omnic Weekly podcast. We just we're there just to ramble about you know, Overwatch stuff, and and sometimes we break off into other topics. But um, you know, <laughs> just if you guys want to check that out as well, uh, I want to thank you guys obviously for this this great podcast. We did it super early in the morning, which I kind of am happy that we did it so early because I get to start my day. That's right, you know, yeah. fresh off the bat. So, um, <laughs> you know, like I said, follow more, uh, follow the. Uh, a cough, I guess. Uh, casual Overwatch fans podcast. It's, it's cowl guys... fans. Oh, cowl! Like a like a, like a hood. You, you'll notice in the little triangle there. That's that's a fan <laughs> wearing a hood. <laughs> okay. So, We're clever. Yeah. We're clever, and nobody can Shout convince us otherwise. For coming up with that, the most alluring more name possible. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Follow follow you guys as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, if you want to be a, if you want to come to our events, check us out on meetup.com forward slash the chaos crew, uh, you know, follow the Twitter, Instagram, it's chaos crew FL and, uh, you know, we'll keep you guys up to date and there's going to be some awesome stuff rolling out soon. I've already, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, let's just say that we have a chaos crew Jersey coming out. Uh, I will not share any more than that, but oh, you know, if you're, if you're in this podcast, you get an exclusive listen as to what's going oh. on behind what's uh, what's in the pipeline for the Chaos crew. So That's awesome. 
And don't forget to follow at Lon's Ponds. Oh, no. Z-E-O-N-Z. He's awesome. He's always on Twitter. He has to be awesome. He has Z's in his in his at handle. Yeah, I got to yeah. throw in the shameless plug. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yep. We're happy to have you on, man. So thanks if you so guys, for those of you who enjoyed us, thanks for coming out and listening and watching. Make sure to follow us on Casual Overwatch League fans. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Cowl Fans. Uh, we're on YouTube under the Popped Off channel. Big thanks, shout out to the Popped Off guys who help us with all of our graphics and host all of our podcast stuff. Um, thanks for coming out and joining us. I'm Alurimore. This is Howler and uh, LP, and we've just had a great time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye. <laughs>